how to make your life count in a world that's hurting. I'm going to show you how to do that in the next 20, 25 minutes. I'm so glad to be with you this missions weekend here at Center Street. We've been a partner agency of Center Streets for, I think, since 2001 or 2002. And it's been a great relationship. And, and we do appreciate the partnership with you. You know, during this COVID pandemic, uh, priority for us over the last six months really has been to reach out to everybody in our heart community uh, in both the U.S. and in Canada and um, just to find out how they're doing, just to encourage them and find out how we can be praying for them because we know many of you are going through some pretty tough, pretty tough and, and difficult times. However, recently I got an email from an old family friend in Saskatoon um, which brought a smile to my face. She says, Lloyd, I'm an 80-year-old senior now, sort of isolated in my condo, using my walker. It sure has not been easy for me, but the Lord has been good, has taken good care of me. I can't hear good. I can't see good. I'm bent over, can't walk good, but praise the Lord, I can still drive. Be careful if you're driving in the Saskatoon area these days. A trip to Ukraine in 1994 rocked my world and changed the course of my life. I transitioned from a real estate development career to relief aid and missions. And I've spent the last 24 years building lives rather than buildings. And since I didn't have a missions background, I've learned a few things about missions along the way. And, and I want to share a couple with you before I get into the meat of what I want to say today. Firstly, and this is really important about missions, it is not a minor activity of a few chosen people in the church. Let me be clear about this. It is the priority assignment of the whole church. As a matter of fact, Christ emphasized our going to the world more than he emphasized in coming to church. Now, what does God want us to accomplish? Well, that the good news of the gospel message be proclaimed throughout the earth. And he wants us to look out for the widows and the orphans, to care for the sick, to feed the hungry. You see, God has called all of us to do this. And he has given us the privilege of working with him. You see, we're part of God's plan A. And you know what? There is no plan B. And I know some of you are thinking, uh-oh, does this mean I need to run out and get a passport and a tetanus shot? Not yet. Just hang in there with me. Second thing about missions that I've learned is this. The fact that God still chooses to use flawed human beings like me is both remarkable and encouraging because if he can use me, I know he can use you. Although I'm originally from the Saskatoon area, I worked in Arizona for many years before coming to Calgary and started Heart here. So I move into a city called Calgary, which I don't know anybody except a few of my siblings, and I start a ministry in Europe, in Eastern Europe, in a country called Ukraine. I don't know anyone there and can't speak the language. If that sounds a little goofy to you, well, believe me, it was. However, fast forward 20 plus years, and now we see heart impacting tens of thousands of lives each year for Christ. This is an amazing story of God using a nobody like me to be part of his plan A. And that should be really encouraging for you. Let me give you a snapshot of Hart's mission field. The majority of our work takes place in Ukraine and Moldova, where we've developed a network of 200-plus partnerships with churches and ministries. 
And by the way, in this part of the world, less than 1% of the people are evangelical. Now, when communism and the Soviet Union fell apart in 1991, Ukraine was considered one of the most promising republics economically. And yet today it competes with Moldova for the title of the poorest nation in all of Europe. Here's an example of uh, the salaries compared to other European countries. Now, why is this the case? Here's part of the answer. Corruption, poverty, and war. Can you imagine being a senior on a limited income of $50 a month and you have to make a choice? I'm hungry, should I buy food? I'm sick, do I buy medicines? But you can't do both. That's the life of seniors in Ukraine. And now they have COVID in Ukraine. Hospitals today are filled to capacity with 3,000 cases per day. That was a couple of weeks ago. Now they're up to 5,000 a day, and it's projected they could be upwards of eight or 9,000 in the next couple of weeks. It's just unimaginable what will happen. I have a, a brother-in-law of mine in Ukraine who's, who's the diabetic, and he's gone into some sort of a diabetic shock twice in the last little while. Now, not an not a ambulance will pick him up and take him to a hospital because there's no room in hospitals. People like this will die all over Ukraine simply because there are no room in hospitals. If ever there was a country of hurting people, it's Ukraine. So what does Hart do to address this hurting part of the world? Hart is very unique in the mission world. We don't send missionaries from the West. We empower and equip the local church, giving them the tools to build a better world for themselves and their communities. It's a brilliant strategy that has been working for us for the last 24 years. And let me give you an example of one of these partners, Eugene Turan and his Church of Hope in southern Ukraine, very close to the Crimean border. It's a church plant in a small city of 15,000 with no evangelical churches. Let me show you how, we're, how Hart will come alongside and resource a church like Eugene's. You can see from the variety of, of, of uh, areas, um, our ministry will come uh, and help equip these kind of ministries. These are all the different areas. Uh, and I just wanted to mention, uh, we've had mobile medical and dental clinics in front of the new church that Eugene has built uh, for an entire month. And this thing has impacted hundreds and hundreds of people in his community. And of course, that gives him so much favor in that community. And again, there are no other evangelical churches there. The other thing that Eugene is doing is he's starting a child sponsor program. And I'd encourage all of you to help him get every one of those kids sponsored because it's such a benefit to the people in the community. Since it really is difficult to find funds to help with church buildings, um, this is why Eugene and Hart are so grateful to Center Street for stepping up and helping him build his church. Let's hear what Eugene has to say uh, about that to you in his own words. Величезний вам люблячий привіт із півдня України, дорогі брати та сестри, церкви, центр Стріт і дорога місія Харт. Кожного разу, коли я захожу в цей прекрасний будинок молитви, мене приповнюють емоції від щастя і радості, що ми маємо такий прекрасний будинок молитви. Дуже дякую вам 
за таку активну участь в будівництві будинку молитви. Дуже дякую вам за жертовні ваші серця. І хочу вам сказати одне. Ще півтора року тому назад на цьому місці взагалі нічого не було. Був один просто участок землі, ми молилися і чекали від Господа благословіння. І для цього будівництво Він використав вас. Ми дуже вам дякуємо. За півтора року ми з Божою допомогою, з вашим благословінням, ми змогли побудувати такий прекрасний, чудовий будинок молитви. І я згадую Соломона, який будував будинок молитви 40 років, бо у нього не було місії Харту, у нього не було таких друзів, у нього не було центр стріт, такої прекрасної церкви, яка могла підтримати його в будівництві. А у нас вона є, і ми змогли з нашою спільною такою спрацею побудувати такий гарний будинок молитви. Дуже вам дякую за це. На сьогоднішній день ми маємо прекрасний зал, маємо клас для дітей, маємо декілька класів для навчання братів, сестер. Зараз будуємо маленький хостел для гостей. Ось. І запрошуємо вас у гості, щоб ви могли разом з нами розділити цю радість, побачити плоди своєї, своєї жертовності. Тому дуже вам дякую, любимо вас, молимося за вас. Благослови вас Господь. I love you, my friend. Thank you very much, Missia Hart. Thank you very much, Church Center Street. Our job is done well when we assist Eugene to become self-sufficient. See, sustainability is our ultimate objective for all of our partners in Eastern Europe. So, let me circle back to the original topic. How can you make your life count in a world that's hurting, locally and globally? Here's our blueprint, found in Matthew 5, 14 to 16. You are the light of the world, a city on the hill, not to be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. So I'm going to give you three ways that you can make, that you can be that shining light for all to see without that tetanus shot. First of all, go into your world. First of all, the Bible says go into all the world. Really what that means is go into your world. Let me build my case. My friend Gregory was the most dangerous man in the most dangerous prison in Ukraine. He was a mafia hitman convicted of murdering 18 people. He became a Christian through a, a prison ministry run by a partner of Hearts and actually a partner of Center Streets. On the occasions that I visited Gregory, I got into the prison under a false passport. They don't let people from the West into these kind of prisons. And we had to go through 14 layers of security before reaching the inner sanctum of this prison where all the mass murderers were kept. Now, Gregory's personal transformation had been so dramatic that even, even it am, impacted the warden of the prison, who allowed him to go on a monthly basis, move from one cell to another, so he had an opportunity to preach the gospel to all the other people, in, all the other inmates. We have baptized over 10 of the inmates in this part of the prison. You see, Gregory was obedient to Christ's great commission. He went into his world, the prison, and he preached the gospel 
every day until the day he died, which was last winter. What did we learn from Gregory? Go into the world where God has placed you. Go into the world where God has placed you. It could be the office you work at, could be the school that you teach at, it could be your neighborhood. There are so many people right now around us who are hurting, especially now. And maybe they just need a friend. Cultivate friendships with non-Christians. You've heard this phrase before a million times, but it's true. Kindness has converted more sinners than zeal, eloquence, or learning. Secondly, give generously. Now, there's a bunch of reasons why we should be giving generously, but one of them that I see every time, uh, you know, I'm in Eastern Europe is the fact that God gets glory and praise that he deserves. 2 Corinthians 9.13 says, because of the service by which you have proved yourself, others will praise God for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. This is so true. For the past 24 years, every time we give funds to a pastor, a church, or a ministry, invariably the first reaction is to give God praise. Perfect example, uh, this, I got a letter just, uh, uh, just 10 days ago uh, from a, a partner of Center Streets who are building a church and they've been building this thing for the last 10 years and now they're working on the steeple. We just sent them some funds and I get a letter from Pastor Valeri and he says this, praise God and thank you so much for this blessing from heaven. Thank you so much, Lloyd. And say thank you to Pastor Henry and Center Street Church for their many years of support. It's impossible to convey these feelings but every time we have a really big need, a blessing comes from you, always at exactly the right time. Praise God. And he's got 30, I counted them, 35 exclamation points all the way to the end. So God gets praised. Another reason why giving is important is because you can change a life. You can save a life by your giving. Nobody's going to change the world, but everybody can change somebody's world. Everyone can change somebody's world. Thanks to people like you, we can save the life of a mother of four who needs a medical operation and doesn't have the $100 for it and she'll die without that help. You can help us build a water well in a gypsy village and you're going to save all kinds of lives of young children who otherwise would be drinking polluted water. By giving Get this, by giving, you can change the destiny of a child. It is done every day through our child sponsor program. Two little girls, Deanne and Sabrina, age five and three, were growing up in a drug den until Dr. James and Pearl Anderson from Center Street decided to be child sponsors and destiny changers. Both of them were in their 80s, by the way. Instead of a life of drug addiction and prostitution, these two young girls who are now teenagers and their formerly drug-addicted mother are all Christians today. Their destinies were changed by some people that were sitting next to you in church. You can change a life by helping a young person get post-secondary education, which will bring their family out of poverty. You can change the destiny of an entire family by through a, a heart scholarship fund, which is so incredible. You can change your life by sending a child to camp, summer camps. And we are so grateful to Center Street 
for allowing us to be able to have our summer camp auctions here at Center Street, where we send annually over 10,000 un underprivileged children to summer camps where they hear about Christ from the very first day. And 95% of them are from non-Christian homes. The person who started all of these auctions for us 18 years ago was Ron Irwin from Center Street. We've raised over a million dollars over the years and said, sent untold thousands of children. And I know many of you have attended our auctions. And I want you to watch a short video because it's the fruit of your giving. You may have been to one of our auctions and because of you, one of these young people were able to go to a camp and you're going to see what they have to say at this point. The fruit of your giving. My name is Dennis and I'm a computer programmer. My name is Sasha and I'm an accountant. My name is Vadim, I am businessman. My name is Volodya, I am a doctor. My name is Nazar, I am a camp leader. Hello, I'm Oksana, I am camp administrator. My name is Ola, I am a teacher. My name is Roman, I am camp director. My name is Andrei and I am a ministry leader. My name is Natalia, I am an office worker. My name is Tara, I am a deacon. My name is Andrei. I'm sport ministry leader. My name is Ola. I'm praise and worship ministry leader. My name is Sasha and I am a person. Hello, my name is Bogdan. I am not a writer. I am a videographer. All the people that you have seen in this video are the fruit of your support. Thank you, heart supporters. So I'd encourage you to go to our website where you'll find all kinds of stories of life change because of people just like you. All right, the third way that we can make our lives count is prayer. Pray generously. You know prayer is a gift that you can give somebody? You can give that to anybody. I know I'm learning this myself, but I don't think Christians realize how powerful our prayers are. Let me tell you another story to illustrate this point. Pastor Gennady's ministry involves bringing food and clothing and Bibles to the frontline areas on the war between, between Ukraine and Russia. He goes into these war zones where people are still living in bombed out buildings. On one of these trips to the front lines, Gennady needed to stop at a checkpoint. He got out of the van with all of the people, the volunteers that come with him, and as they piled out, Gennady was startled to hear a missile coming toward them. And he says it makes a distinctive hissing noise and you know that somebody's got a bead on you and it's coming right to them. In the space, and this is an amazing story, in the space of a couple of seconds, Gennady recounted a conversation that he had with God at that moment. He said to God, Heavenly Father, it looks like my life will be over, but I am happy to die while serving you. And God told him quite clearly, you are not going to die today, Gennady. Gennady said, it's because I've sacrificed so much, I've left my family to come here and serve for you. And, and, and God says, no. Is it because the work I'm doing is so important to those people living on the front lines and, 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 and I'm helping them? And God says, no. And Gennady said, well, then why am I not going to die? And God said, it's because of all the people that are praying for you. Epilogue to the story, the bomb did land several meters away, but it didn't explode. It was a dud. 
the power of prayer. Go to, this one I'd recommend, go to Center Street's website. Pray for all Center Street's ministry. Pray for our pastors. Pray for everyone involved in global missions. Go to Hart's website. Man, pray, pray about all the projects and pro- programs and the pastors and the churches and just read all of the stories of life change and pray for those people. You could spend days, weeks just praying for all of these variety of different things. We covet your prayers. Center Street covets your prayers. Let me, let me conclude with this. Friends, there's no question that we live in a broken world that needs to hear about Christ, but that needs to see that God loves them. Want to make your life count? There was an old missions phrase that goes like this. Uh, if you, you have to either go or give or pray to be involved in missions. I disagree. I think and I believe we need to go plus give plus pray. Go into your world, look around and offer help to those in need. Just be a friend. Give generously because you have the chance to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And pray generously and powerfully. May God richly bless you as you go and give and pray. Thank you.